You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lisa-Mato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to BNI, the Australian Story podcast. My name is Brent Edwards, and I'm your host for today, Executive Director of BNI Melbourne South. Great to be on. This is episode 126, so we're actually ploughing through them at the moment. And uh, just before we get into our special guest for this week, I'd like to uh, just give you an update. We have uploaded uh, a bulk load of podcasts. We've sent them off to uh, BNI Business Builder. We get a lot of requests for people saying, why? there on BNI Business Builder. So we have uploaded them, we have sent them off, but um, Business Builder, obviously, they haven't put them up yet. Uh, just check today. But if you're listening to this on Business Builder, well, obviously, it's already been done. But um, we've done our part of uh, our part of the job there, and uh, we're just waiting on the uh, powers that be at uh, Business Builder Global to do that. So you'll hopefully see those very soon, because a lot of people like to go on and get the Business Builder points to listen to the podcast. So, um, over to our guests here today, and uh, we're in Melbourne today, and uh, and we always talk about the weather. It's uh, We've just been hit with the worst storm today, um, and even our, our guest here made a late for a meeting this morning trying to actually go through it. But we've got Naomi Anderson with us today from Age Care Ready, and her category is Age Care Consulting, and she's in the CBD chapter in Melbourne, Victoria. So welcome, Naomi, to being on the Australian Story podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Brent. <laughs> so um, how long have you been in BNI? Um, I'm on my fourth year at the moment, and I've been part of CBD for a little over 18 months. A little over 18 months. Excellent. And um, how did you find out about BNI? Where and when? Um, well, the first time I was introduced to BNI, it was through um, my former business partner and friend. Um, she suggested that I go and have a look at these BNI meetings. She was in Sydney herself. So the support was, I guess, a little limited, um, especially face to face. So she sent me off to one of these BNI meetings. And as a registered nurse being plunged into networking, I was a deer in headlights. Yeah, it would have been a bit of a culture shock sort of coming from that industry and then getting flung into the business world and business networking world, I, I, I believe. Um, you know, we, you, you may think you are uh, unique in what you do, but I think we're getting more and more people from that sort of uh, from that area that you're mm-hmm. in at the moment in in BNI, and we're seeing them actually come through. So, um, originally, what made you actually want to be a part of it? Um, look, it was sold to me that it's about the referrals that you can get um, coming into a chapter, but for me, it actually wasn't about that. Coming again from a healthcare sector, who and I never even knew that BNI or networking was a thing. Um, so for me, being alone in business, never having any experience in the corporate world or even how to run a business or reconcile my books, um, it was more about learning from those around me. And it was kind of a baptism by fire, really, because 
I felt that I needed to learn and I needed to learn very, very quickly. And I'm the type of person that learns by surrounding themselves and just taking the leap. So that's really why I was drawn to BNI because then I could learn from other business owners um, and get their input on things. And yeah, it was all about learning from others. So um, obviously uh, coming in, how'd you find getting the message across um, to what you did to a group who are really sort of used to dealing in, uh, you know, maybe not dealing in that sort of world as mm. such? Look, the first three years was really, really challenging. Um, the first couple of chapters that I was part of, um, typically they were young tradies. So I felt like I was in the wrong chapter, but a lot of that had to do with me not being able to articulate what I actually do and what I'm looking for. And I think it really wasn't until around the time that I joined CBD that it really all kind of fell into place. Um, I found my tribe and it all kind of clicked and the pieces fell into place. It's amazing. I just noted there um, on my uh, on my sheet here about finding your tribe, just mm. as, as when you said that, because we find a lot of people, um, yeah, sometimes, and it's great that people are, tr like if they don't, fit sometimes you can go into a chapter and you can be a square peg trying to fit into a round hole and it just doesn't work and some people say oh well that's just B&I mm -hmm. well it's not just B&I in a lot of instances it's a mix of people in that group that's probably yeah. not a great fit and we've Absolutely. seen people actually come back and say oh yeah this is this is not working for me this is not a great fit and uh, some give up but some we say well you want to try somewhere else and when yeah. they try somewhere else, they they feel they feel like they're home. They and it can be that sometimes you join the wrong chapter. Mm. Would you agree? Look, with I that? mean, it's absolutely, and I mean, it's not ideal changing chapters. Um, and so I actually waited until my time was up with the previous chapters, and then I moved across. But I moved entirely different areas as well. So I went from the outer eastern region into the central region. And I really, I guess it really um, dawned on me that I was pitching myself to the wrong market, um, target market, and what I needed to be surrounding myself with was essentially the sandwich generation. So people sort of between my age up until around 60 who have families, who have careers, um, but then also have the burden of responsibility for looking after their own families, their elderly parents, um, because those types of people are my target demographic, not that I would ever sell to BNI members, but they all know each other and then they're well connected as well. Yeah, I've never heard that uh, that actual uh, reference to sandwich demographic. Uh, where do you know where that comes from? Um, I have heard it before, but to me, it's really it's the glue that kind of keeps families together because like I said, they've got usually younger kids themselves who are still in primary school or high school. They have careers. They're at the peak of their jobs. Um, most of the time they're business owners, but then they also have the responsibility of looking after their elderly parents. Whereas, you know, a few generations now that we're ago, 
now that we're living longer and longer, this wasn't a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So you you've you've found a, a a market demographic where you can connect into, and we all know that the referrals aren't just aren't just the uh, the people in the room, but were no. they able to connect you to similar Absolutely. people in the same situation? Yeah, yeah. Well, I found especially in the central region that you know they were able to connect me with financial planners, for example, lawyers, and their my end goal because they're the ones who see these clients. Yeah, so um, yeah, looking at it in a strategic sort of way, um, and and that fit, it's actually started the work for you now. As a niche business, how have you actually uh, what what steps have you put in place to leverage that? Um, again, I think it really came down to being able to articulate what it is that I do. And what I worked out was that nobody really understood fundamentally what it was that I did. Um, you know, I can talk around in circles that I work in aged care and I help families and we look into facilities and that sort of thing. But it wasn't until I started sharing my why story or even day-to-day stories of how we have um, helped clients that people actually started to understand what we do. Um, and then from there, I guess it's really um, being able to demonstrate that just because we're one of these really, really niche businesses, we can still get a lot of um, traction, a lot of visibility and a lot of work out of the BNI system because I guess we've leveraged our experiences and been able to tell those stories because stories sell. Yeah. So tell us a bit more about um, leveraging the why and explaining that to to people because I really believe as adults um, and probably all sort of generations learn better and will understand and will action things if they know the why behind things. Mm. And uh, explaining the why is really key in so many aspects of life and business when you're trying to get things done. So can you tell us how you went about that? Well, Simon Sinek says that people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Um, And I think there's, um, there's, it's a transferable skill really. So just because we're a niche business doesn't actually mean that we're anything special. It's the way that we have told our why story because it demonstrates one, why we do it, how we came across it, and then how we actually help. It demonstrates those three things. And any seat really in a BNI chapter, no matter how popular that role is, still has the ability to be able to tell their stories and tell their whys and still set themselves apart from competitors as well. Yeah, I really think, uh, and, you know, you you reflect back to being a niche business, but, you know, niche business or not, a smart person can work out how to leverage this opportunity within B&I and make it work for them. So you surrounded yourself by um, with contact spheres that helped you through this as well. Can you tell us a bit more about um, how you work with those within the chapter? Yeah. Um, I think I'm one of the lucky people that doesn't 
specifically fit into one contact sphere over another. I am technically in the business services contact sphere in our chapter. Um, and that's predominantly because I do most of our work with financial planners and wills and estate lawyers. Um, but I also fit very well into the health contact sphere as well. Um, but then overarching all of that, because the type of work that I do, everybody has a family, everybody knows somebody who has an elderly relative that needs help. So I'm really fortunate that I can really tap into anything. Um, but I do leverage, um, I guess, other people's networks, predominantly in the business spheres, and that's outside of my own chapter as well. Yeah. And how has this uh, been worked into your return on investment for your business by working this? Well, actually, last year, so once I started kind of working out what I was doing wrong and trialling different um I guess, levers to pull. Um, last financial year, I six and a half times my business in the one financial year and got just over a hundred times my return on investment from BNI. That's wow. BNI alone. And that's being a, what we would call, what you're calling and what we would call a, a niche category within BNI. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, just because we're niche doesn't mean that we're actually anything that's special. It's just being able to work the system and being memorable and visible. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, that, that's fantastic. And I'm really like what I really see here as well. Someone, you know, you've been in BNI for four years now. And mm -hmm. how many chapters did you say you'd been a part of? So I was one out in the Outer East. Um, and then I joined a launch chapter immediately after COVID. Um, and that unfortunately folded, and then that's when I went over to B uh, to BNI CBD. So a lot of people would have just given it away um, mm. after not sort of achieving success once, even twice, and yeah. maybe not even given it a third go. What were some of the drivers behind you actually, you know, plugging away? Because we have some people listen to this uh, podcast, and they may be in BNI thinking. You know, I'm banging my head up against the wall here. This mm. is not this is not working for me. Well, what was the thing that actually kept you motivated to keep you going? I'm a very driven person anyway. Um, and I knew that there had to be something more. And when things weren't working, it was really because one, I hadn't given it enough time. Um, and also I was focusing on the wrong things. So I learned how to give before I received anything or even had an expectation of receiving referrals. Um, it's a well-oiled machine, B&I, when you learn how to tap into it. But the biggest thing for me, especially because what we do, um, it, it requires a lot of trust that, you know, we have to give it time. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and... <sighs> How big's uh, you're in the CBD chapter in Melbourne? How big's your chapter, and what what sort of uh, what what sort of mix of members have you got in there? Yeah, um, at the moment I think we're sitting at around thirty three because um, we've got a few applications in the works and that sort of thing. We have a really well balanced chapter. I'm very fortunate 
and I, I know I keep saying that I'm very lucky to be part of this chapter because we have such a diverse range of roles, but the most beautiful and amazing people as well. So we have really strong real estate sphere. We have a strong business services sphere. Um, and then obviously we have some smaller spheres as well. Um, but I guess the most that I've gotten out of this chapter above all else, above my return on investment is the beautiful people that I've met. And some of them have become my best friends. Yeah. Some people say, um, yeah, we come for the referrals, but stay for the relationships uh, within B&I. Yeah. But uh, 100 times return on investment. And are you the proprietor of the business or you or you work as staff in the business? No, I'm the owner of the business. You're the owner and the as managing well. director, okay. yeah. And the managing director, excellent. So, yeah. and that probably influenced, um, you know, to keep on going. Um, as we always say, you know, sometimes, you know, if if you're working uh, as a staff member or something, they probably would have given up on it, you know, yeah. by then. Um, so, yeah, how long into the like? It's obviously um, the ROI is really good in the last twelve months. How long in the in the journey once you got to CBD did it start sort of ticking over? So how long did it take for you to actually start building those relationships and and then starting to work up that ROI? It was almost straight away. So oh really? What oh. yeah? What actually happened was, and I'm really um, happy that I kind of put my hand up. What had happened was in my first few weeks with CBD. Um, someone unfortunately had caught COVID and they were meant to present the next morning. And I put my hand up, like no one knew me, but I put my hand up to present the next day. I had nothing prepared. So I thought, okay, what's the fastest way? And I guess this is kind of like the tipping point and the aha moment that everything kind of changed for me. So I thought to myself, um, what's the quickest way that I can demonstrate what we do so that people understand in a really simple way. And so all I had up on the screen was one slide of a photo of an elderly lady. And I told people my wife's story and my experience of this lady who had completely changed the course of my career. Um, and I met her for a few minutes and she never met me. Um, and even now a few, like 18 months later, people still remember that. Can you share a bit more uh, <laughs> uh, about that with us today? Yeah. So when I was working as a registered nurse, I was, um, my position was actually clinical care coordinator or care manager within a facility. Um, and this lady was meant to be placed in this facility because she'd been in hospital for an extended period of time. Her family were really emotional. They were under pressure to make a decision so that she could be discharged. When I reviewed her documentation, I went to my boss and I said, look, this lady really isn't suitable for this particular wing that you are trying to place her in. It's a low care wing. She's very, very high care. She's at the other end of the corridor to the nurse's station. There's no foot traffic. We don't have the resources. We don't have the staffing. We don't have the machinery. And even if we did, we couldn't actually physically fit them through the door. And at that point, I was actually told that um, if I wanted to keep my job, that I would be facilitating her admission the next day. And as a single mum at the time, I felt like I had no choice and, you know, 
had of I known what I know today, I would have reacted very differently. But she was admitted the next day and her son wheeled her down in a wheelchair and left her in that room. And as he was walking up the hallway, we actually heard her fall from the other end of the wing. Um, And unfortunately, this poor lady passed away from her injuries within 48 hours after that fall. Um, And I guess that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me because I felt like these families are put in a crisis situation where they have to make decisions very rapidly. They're vulnerable at the time and they're highly emotional as well. They need someone to advocate for them and somebody who knows what to look for and not to fall for the sales process um, and who is not emotionally invested And then that kind of developed into, well, these people also have to be fully qualified as well, not just, you know, administration people or financial planners. They need to have firsthand experience, extensive experience in this field to understand the internal workings of a facility. And so that's really where Aged Care Ready was born. Oh, that's a powerful story. And and the why, I can see why everyone sort of bought into it. So um yeah. so so quickly and it really touched home with a lot of people yeah, um, yeah uh, this has been great uh to uh to have a chat and time's just actually blowing by which is <laughs> uh which is a sign of a good podcast we've had a great chat um but we ask all of our guests what would be uh something you'd actually a uh, tip you'd give a, a member to really focus on to achieve success with him being i naomi um, be specific, be intentional and give it time. Oh, I love it. Specific, <laughs> intentional and give it time because it's not going to yeah. happen straight away for everyone. Um, and part of our tradition within our B&I, we've virtually given you your 10-minute presentation today, but uh, <laughs> we <laughs> uh, we give everyone an opportunity to do their weekly presentation. So uh, B&I CBD, how long is that usually? We do 45 seconds. 45 seconds. So are you ready to go? I am. I did tell you this to start with, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> I was just checking. I was just checking. I didn't throw you under the bus. It's <laughs> my, my co-host's job. Um, so uh, Naomi Anderson from Aged Care Ready, uh, over to you. Hi, I'm Naomi from Aged Care Ready. We assist our elderly clients and their families navigate the aged care space. We do this via coordinating home supports right through to placement into aged care. We are all qualified nurses, healthcare workers and case management with extensive experience in the aged care sector. We we pride ourselves for being fiercely independent and putting the client at the centre of everything that we do. A perfect referral for me today would be people in your network who have elderly parents and are voicing their concerns about their parents needing more assistance and support. Naomi from Aged Care Ready. Well done, Naomi. And uh, what a professional presentation. Hey, um, great to have you today on BNI, the Australian Story podcast. Great for a point of difference uh, with what you do as a guest and uh, great to hear your story and I really can relate to um, the why behind everything. So thank you very much for sharing your story. Thank you to uh, Netta Dow for recommending you as well. Is Netta in your chapter as well? 
She is, and she's also the bee's knees. She is, she is. And <laughs> if you want to hear more from Netta Dow, she's back on episode 13. Mm-hmm. In, and uh, we had an interview with uh, with Netta in May 2020, all the way back then. So uh, thanks for recommending Naomi uh, Netta. So Naomi Anderson, thank you very much for being with us today on BNI, the Australian Story podcast. Thank you for having me. Okay, another great interview today and uh, over to my tip for the week. So my tip for this week is um, sometimes I see members who are really pushy and uh, seem to be desperate for business, especially members of the chapter. Um, And if you're desperate for business, what you need to remember is desperation is not referable. So if you seem desperate and pushy, People in the chapter aren't going to refer you to their best clients. They aren't even going to refer you because when they refer you, they're giving away some of their reputation as well. And uh, being being desperate or pushy, they're going to think you're not going to do the right thing by those people or those people are going to come back to them and say, hey, you know, this person was really pushy. Uh, so, um, yeah, just remember, if you're desperate, other people will be put off. Desperation is not referable. Use the time to build relationships. Members within your chapter, you shouldn't have to sell to them. If you've got the relationship and they're in the market for your product or service, they'll buy a few, but you should be using members within the chapter as a conduit to the people you need to meet and you need to actually deal with to get referrals from. So that's my tip for today. Uh, Big news too, uh, we are videoing a lot of our episodes now. We do have a YouTube channel, BNI The Australian Story podcast on YouTube. So look us up on that as well as as our other outlets on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Megaphone and being on Business Builder, as I said earlier. Thank you for joining us today on episode 126 of BNI, the Australian Story podcast.